Everybody wants to know, will the economy boom or bust in 2024? So this week on the show, Phil and I will explore some options and some things that may or may not affect that. This week on Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. Phil and I back once again to talk investing, finance, retirement, and the economy. Will it go boom uh, or bust in 2024? Got my partner here as always chatting with me. What's going on, Phil? How are you, my friend? Doing good, doing good. Wrapping up the, the month of January here. It's yeah. hard to believe. Already I know, right? one, one twelfth of it away, so it's gone. It's, boom. Uh, I did, fly, I did the next month. <laughs> flying by, that's right. You know, it's funny. So we got this new setup. If you're checking us out on video, it's not really new. I just moved my lights around a little bit, but it's all you know. It's like, oh, nice. I got the, the moon, cool the colors. Lights going, yeah. and then you got and you got the nice warm, warm earth tones. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're you know polar opposites there, um, but uh, but that's okay. You know, it's fun. It just makes for fun. Uh, that's fun right. You're, you're, I guess your colors are a little bit more appropriate for the season. At least the weather we're having snows back again. We get rid of yeah. all our snow. Oh, okay, there you go. Again, so. There you go. I'm, no. I'm hoping for the warmer weather. So that's yeah. When I redid my studio, I just did everything in gray and white and black, which, you know, looks, it's nice. I like cool colors, nice, just cool tones. Right. But, yeah, yeah. uh, but, uh, it does look, look a little different than an office setup, which obviously you're at your office. Right? So, but, uh, let's talk about this 2024 thing, right? So we've been hearing about it for two years now. Yeah. I think everyone's <laughs> that, probably sick of hearing about it. <laughs> that everything was, that we're going to have a recession and there's still conversation, you know, mm -hmm. we'll see. So I, I got a couple things I want to do. I'm going to go on this, Phil. So I've got some, um, we got a couple of big sections. So we're going to talk about the housing prices. We'll talk about chance of recession and then we'll talk about the stock market. And I've got uh, some different stats here, a couple of things. So I'm kind of going to do like the optimistic take from a few uh, prognosticators, big word, right? Out the there. Prognostication, and then, yeah. Yeah. And then you give me kind of your opinion and, you know, just kind of what you see and things of that nature. Okay. So we'll kind of look at the optimistic and the pessimistic view. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Housing prices. Let's start there. Uh, Newsweek article from a Lawrence Yoon, chief economist at the National Association of Realtors, the NAR, believes that a housing crash, crash is out of the picture now for 2024. You know, with the prices being high and the rates being high, that you know, we've definitely been hearing about that for a little bit. Uh, he kind of feels like that maybe now it's it's not going to happen. So, I mean, that's a good that seems like to me that's a good good news. But what's your thoughts? Right. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think we're going to see a, a 2008 type crash. I mean, there you know, there's yeah. if you look back at, at history, why that took mm -hmm. place and where we were at then. Oh yeah, all know, the interest. Yeah, I mean, there's so, and... so many different you know contrasts um, between where we're at today and then. I mean, number one, interest rates at that point were were high. Mm -hmm. and, you know, we were kind of writing them down. Um, you know, a lot of uh, defaults happened because interest rates were higher. You know, people got overextended mortgage. I mean, that's really kind of the, the I think the catalyst of 2008 mm -hmm. was the whole structure of mortgages at that point. People got way over their skis were was easy to do, you know, in housing. So as soon as things started to turn, housing, you know, prices collapsed and it just snowballed because now built inventory. And, and if there's big inventory, that's yeah. detrimental to house prices, right? You know, where we're at today is a totally different picture. I mean, we've ridden out of this low interest rate environment. So people have had years to refinance and, and get into low interest rates. 
You know, so because of that, people aren't selling. So inventory is still really low. Yeah. You know, so we don't have that that uh, surplus of housing out there that's causing house prices to fall. Now, right. we have seen it fall. Sure. But yeah. I mean, I, I think you got to put it in perspective. I got an interesting article. I, um, I I get information all the time. So I'm always saving in on different things. Housing is one of them I'm watching all the time. Right. Um, but an interesting chart, just looking at the median house prices, and this this one goes back to 2014. Okay. You know, but from 2014 through 2020, 2021, you know, you kind of get this slow, steady growth, ebbs and flows here and there. You know, we all know what happened in the pandemic. I mean, it, it slowed early on, but then it right. shot off like a rocket, right? So, I mean, if we right. look at, and you can't see the chart, but just looking at it, so at the bottom of uh, 2020, mid 2020, the median house price was 320,000. You know, and putting so putting that in perspective, at the high in 2018 on this chart, it hit 340. Yeah. You know, so it had dropped a little bit. By end of 2022, the median house price was 480,000, a 50% increase in median house price. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I liken it to a pressure cooker, right? I mean, it's built this steam, so it's got to let some of that off, and it has. So now median house prices dropped down to 420. So still, I mean, not a crash by any means. It's it's lost, you know, 10, 12, 15%. But, you know, and I, and I think that's what you're going to see. But I, I, I would tend to agree from the more optimistic standpoint that I don't think you're going to see necessarily a crash. Well, well even the pessimistic side... So, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, even the pessimistic side, Phil, uh, places right, like Redfin and Realtor.com, they're only talking about a one percent decline or even a one point seven percent dip. So even I mean, that's not kind of a side sideways it's, market. It's yeah. more like flat, right, than anything else. Although, I mean, the interesting thing because I, I looked at those articles too is mm -hmm. if you look back at their predictions for 2023 early mm -hmm. on, and even like halfway through the year, um, I think it was uh, Zillow was still predicting like a ten percent growth. Yeah. You know, or 6% growth or something like that. We ended up with a 10% right. decline during the yeah. year. So, I mean, yeah. eh, you know, I don't know how much faith they really put in what they have. But at the end of the day, yeah, there, there's still, I think, some consensus all along, even on the optimistic and pessimistic side. There's not like, you know, two opposite ends of the equation. One right. saying a 50% right. decline in the market. Right. You know, kind right. of the, the worst case scenario they're thinking is, yeah. Pretty much a flat market. Yeah, I was going to so. say the consensus seems to be that it's going to be fairly flat, you know, right. overall, which usually if you get kind of opposing viewpoints that are fairly in the middle, that's probably where it's going to fall, somewhere in that neighborhood. Right. But right. it's an election year, so you never know. That can change yeah, everything, too. All, so. Yeah, all, that, that changes everything. Yeah. So. Well, so let's talk about chances of a recession in 2024. Yeah. We'll move to this one. Uh, so this one, actually, I've got the optimistic and the pessimistic from the same person. Uh, okay. So this, again, is kind of in that same middle ground boat. So we'll debate this and discuss this a little bit. Uh, right here in my backyard, North Carolina State Eco uh, Economics Professor Mike Walden, he says, I think that's going to be two different economies in 2024. The first half going to be a little tougher. We're going to mm -hmm. see some challenges. And then the second half, we'll see some rebound and some growth and so on and so forth. Uh, and so the tale of two economies in 2024, which does kind of sometimes fit with presidential election years as right. well. So it's yeah. kind of interesting. So rough first half, which I think we've seen some. And yeah, then, I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of sideways, a little volatile, which I mean, yeah. in earning season, that always happens, right? You know, did okay. companies meet or, you know, disappoint in their, their earnings? I mean, it's, yeah. 
Right. Earnings I'm season. I like, yeah, that, I like that. That emotional side of the, uh, the investing. So, yeah. So do you kind of agree with that? Do you think we'll see a rougher, you know, first five, six months and then it kind of picks yeah, up? I mean, in the I, I, half? I, in, that's pretty typical, you know, usually, I mean, the first part of the year, a lot of times still bleeding off from that Christmas rally, but then it gets rough in the, you know, the kind of the end of the, the first quarter into the second quarter, third, fourth quarter typically do pick up. And especially in a presidential election year, very typical for economies to to be a little bit more robust then. I mean, the, the incumbent candidates always doing what they can to make it, you know, look good and keep the economy going because that's part of what they get judged on, frankly, from an election. It's just not fair. It is what it is, right? I mean, they they have some control, but not, not always as much control as you may think, no matter who right. it is. So true. true. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be. I, I if I had to guess, I would say it's probably going to be a volatile, somewhat sideways year. So to maybe you know to this uh, this economist point, yeah, we might start out a little rough, lose some of the the momentum we had, but then gain some of it back. But I I don't expect it to be a, a um, you know big recession either way and i mean i've i follow this whole you know soft hard landing i've got a um one economist that i follow that they've got a whole you know rating system on like six different indicators of you know is it going to be a hard or soft landing and so far they've all been green for soft landing one of them recently turned red you know so i mean it it, it I, I think it's going to be just a, that kind of a choppy year so well, let me ask you for the listeners out there and for folks, we hear terms like soft and hard landing. If you're not really familiar with that, just what is that real quick? Yeah. So I mean, it really, you know, coming out of this, uh, this inflationary environment we've been in, the Fed's trying to slow the economy down, taper inflation down. Right. And so hard or soft landing is okay. That, and that, that's a tough call, right? With the interest rates and how quick they raise them. So a hard landing would be, they've put the brakes on too hard. Mm -hmm. And the economy crashes quick because of it, right? Gotcha. So they slow the economy down too fast, and okay. it comes down a lot quicker than they anticipated. Okay. You know, soft landing is they're able to to land it soft, right? They're they're kind of pushing those brakes on, you know, with those interest rates hikes now that they've done, and now they're talking about cuts, you know, and, and so the cuts is, you know, trying to slow down, or how, how do you put it? slow down the pace of deflate, you know. Disinflation and economic decline. Okay. You know, to help with soft land. Mm. You know, so that's All really right. the concept of a soft landing is, you know, they they need to slow the economy down so the inflation isn't there, mm -hmm. but yet they've got to be careful because if they slow it too quick, yeah. Now all of a sudden we get into a recession. You lose the momentum. And it could be you lose that long term momentum, right? Yeah, so. I got you. Okay, cool. Yep. Thanks for clarifying that for everybody. Yeah, uh, and I mean, just, you know, the the reality is if you look at this whole concept of of recession, I mean, you think most people know no one realize this, but right. I mean, technically, it is, so there's a lot of definitions of recession. Probably the most common one is two consecutive quarters negative growth of, of right. uh, the economy, and we hit that in the first part of 2022. Right. But then third and fourth quarter, we pop back out of it. You know? Yeah. So and that's, that, that's that was when, like a real mild, if, if, yeah. you know, technical recession. And that's so when we got the we'll political have something debate. something like that again. So, yeah. yeah. We saw that political debate, right? Because then they started trying to redefine the terms of a recession because they didn't want to admit that there right. was one. They didn't one. want it to be a re yeah, exactly. But it's like, so. but it's just, it's only two consecutive quarters. Not, you know, it's not like it was a prolonged recession. 
Right. Um, so yeah, yeah you look okay. at more traditional long-term recessions. Yeah, now it's a little bit longer than just those two quarters. I mean, exactly. that just barely yeah. met the definition. And putting it in perspective, okay, the worst quarter in those was negative two percent. Yeah. Well, to your point about trying to be voted back in based on your economy or whatever, that's, you know, let's not right. let's not throw that out there, especially the heatedness that we have going on between these two particular candidates yeah. and everything else. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, every president does it. It's just that it yeah, is what it is. They do. So you, know, yeah. you know how it works. It's you, yeah. that's part of what you get judged on. So, yeah. hey, I feel I feel like these two who want the economy to, to, to grow. Yeah. Uh, I, I probably get in trouble for this, but I feel like these. I feel like these two. This is like the geriatric political version of the Thrilla in Manila, uh, with uh, George Foreman and, and Muhammad Ali. You know, yeah. it's a, or, you know, it's like these two guys keep going, or or even the 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 Muhammad Ali and the Joe uh, Joe Frazier three three times they fought. You know, and it's like it just seems like these two guys just really dislike each other. <laughs> it's not even just for the job well, either, but it's yeah, just I mean, they're opposite ends of the equation. Opposite for sure, of the spectrum. Just yeah, for sure. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, all right, stock market. Uh, let's see, twenty twenty four, the stock market. So again, it, you know, the Fed in December uh, of twenty three mm -hmm. said we're going to probably cut some of the interest rates. Uh, right. for, so for that drove drove the market crazy so. drove the market crazy for that soft landing that you were talking about yep uh and then uh and then it's it got a little rocky when we got into january here as well we're just getting ready to wrap january up at the time we're doing this uh but the optimistic side here we got ceo jay hatfield of investment firm or investment firm ceo excuse me uh says things are looking pretty good for stocks in 2024 mm -hmm. and uh you know he says that there's a positive outlook out there that we think is going to spark spark positive territory now it's an investment firm of course, he's going to say that because he kind of wants right, right. people to do that, right? Right. But let me give you the pessimistic, and then I'll just let you have fun with this. Then old Harry Dent, uh, if you're not familiar oh, with yeah. Harry Dent, uh, and I know you are, but a lot Ch of folks Chicken out there. Chicken Little. Yeah, he, it's always, 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 do, this guy's what's called a perma bear, right? Mm -hmm. He is always in the doom and gloom. He says, I think this will be the single biggest crash we'll see in our lifetime. Uh, so, pretty polar opposites here. I think positive. I think yeah. it's going to be a pretty good year. And then the single biggest crash ever. Uh, I think that's probably a little too extreme, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, similarly, we're talking about housing, right? I mean, you always, although there it was the, the extremes are a little bit closer. So it's interesting. I mean, there's always companies out there making their predictions for the year, you know, where are we at? So, and it's always based on the S and P that's kind of thought of as the stock market. So for some perspective right now, I think we're sitting right around 49 something. Mm -hmm. You know, for the S&P and, and looking at this one article of all the different firms out there and, and, and them giving their projections of where they think the S&P is going to fall this year. Right. So the range was thirty three hundred to fifty four. That's a range. You know, so I mean, that's a huge range, you know, so and it there was a lot of them that were right down the middle that are, are basically saying it's going to be around thirty nine, which, OK, that's where we're at. So it's going to be kind of a flat year. Right. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I look, we, we definitely have some headwinds. There's there's no doubt about it. You know, inflation, even though the feds have done their best to try to slow it, they have. I mean, it's not where it was yeah, right. by any means, but it's nowhere near the target that they want. You know, gotcha. so my, my concern with it is the stock market always prices in ahead of time what they think is going to happen, which is what we saw in November, December, right? I mean, the yeah. feds started talking about, we're not going to raise rates and they didn't and then hinted at, you know, in 2024 starting to cut. And that's all the market needed because it's like Yahoo. Here we go. You know, the Fed's <laughs> step in and 
and save <laughs> us and, and, you know, start cutting these rates because, I mean, right. that can be a detriment to the, the slowdown in the economy and the markets. Gotcha. So okay. the challenge becomes if this continues, interest rates don't, or I mean, inflation doesn't cool even more if it spikes back up and, and the Fed has to, even if they just a continued pause, well, that's not what the market priced in. You're going to see some natural, you know, pullback from that because they've already priced in, you know, these Fed rate cuts. So, gotcha. gotcha. So, I mean, I, similar to what we talked before. I mean, I, I think it's it's going to be a little choppy. Um, yeah. There's there's a lot of emotions built into that pricing already. You know, a lot of pes- or optimism of this is right. you know the Feds are going to step in, start cutting rates. The economy is going to be good. You know, it's not going to take much to, to play into that to make that, that market pull back a little bit. Well, well, let me ask you a final quick question here. We'll make this fairly quick. But do you think that more people, especially this year, that are approaching retirement, find themselves more concerned in an election year than they typically do, especially with everything we've seen the last couple of years that, you know, hey, if you're really on the fence about making the call, now's the time to get with an advisor, right? Because if you're approaching retirement and you're feeling nervous in this kind of volatility, you know, from socioeconomic and economic and political and everything and geopolitical, Mm -hmm. it may be worthwhile to, you know, finally pull that trigger and talk to somebody. Yeah, I mean, so you Approaching retirement, we've talked about this many, many times, but in approaching retirement, your strategy has to be different, right? It's it, You've got to have, from an investment standpoint, a, a different strategy than what got you to retirement because you no longer have time, right? You don't have 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years of, of career ahead of you to ride through the ups and downs. And, it, you know, frankly, at the end of it, it doesn't make a lot of difference. Mm. At this stage, now you're pulling from that account and spending those accounts down. Now it makes a big difference, but that doesn't mean everything should be conservative. You know, the the biggest concern I would have is, is somebody making those emotional decisions based on what they think might happen. Oh, it's a presidential election year. All this volatility. Harry Dent says it's going to crash. Let's go. You right. know, sit and right. Cash. Let's let's cash, move. Yeah. Cash is paying me. You know, I can get four and a half percent in a you know, savings account right now. So let's let's move it all to cash. You know, there are pros and cons to that. Yeah, you know what you're getting. You're still not exceeding inflation, so you're falling behind. You're losing money there, even though it doesn't feel like it. Right. You know, so at the end of the day, don't make that emotional decision. Have a strategy. Work with an advisor. Have a plan built out. Know what you need to spend each year. Yeah, that piece, maybe take a different strategy, a different approach to that. We've talked about it many times. We bucketize the money. That's our soon bucket. Yep. We're spending from that. We don't have the risk and volatility in that bucket that we have in a later bucket. Later, we've got some time, right? So you, you can't take everything off the table because you don't know. No matter who tells you, oh, yeah, it's going to do this or that, they're all wrong. Right. You know, it's, it, I guarantee it's going to be somewhere between those ranges, probably, right? 33 probably, to 54. Yeah, probably. It's, it's a pretty yeah. broad range. It's, yeah. it's like the weatherman, right? You know? 50% chance of, of, of rain today or whatever it is. I mean, it's, you know, they never get it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's like pucks and it's that time of the year where pucks Tony Phil speaking right, of right, Phil. Right. Uh, yeah, so, Phil is going to be trying to peek his head out. He's, he's never right. Right. He's never <laughs> right. So that's what you get. Well, for have, asking, have a uh, plan is the, the, at the end of the day, we know this is going to happen. It happens all the time. This is, yeah. isn't anything new, right? Economies grow. They, you know, expand, they contract. We have inflation, you know, interest. I mean, all this plays in presidential elections. They happen every four years. I mean, it's it's all part of the process. We know we're going to have the volatility. Just make sure it's positioned in a way that's not going to hurt your your plan and affect your plan. So, 
There you go. All right, folks. Well, that's the uh, economy boomer bust. Some uh, interesting headlines from some various different sources out there in the uh, uh, in the stratosphere, I suppose, in the econosphere. Uh, and so if you've got some questions, get yourself on the calendar with a person who does it every day. Uh, there's obviously the, always the talking heads. We're talking heads right now, too. But Phil's also in the trenches uh, because he's serving clients and he is a fiduciary and he is a, a CPA and a financial wealth specialist. So, you know, just get yourself onto the counter, have a calendar. Not the counter. You don't want to be on the counter. You want to be on the calendar. Not the calendar. Get yourself, yeah, on, the calendar. Get yourself on the calendar and have a great day. And have a good conversation with Phil. We'll see you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Phil? Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.